This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, our 2023 trade deadline coverage continues. The deadline has passed, but we continue to march on here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Logan Gordon along with you. Extremely glad to share the table this afternoon with the color voice of the Calgary Flames, Peter Labardius. We covered you with the final hour leading up to the trade deadline, and we've got you for the next 60 minutes as well. Continuing to break down two Flames trades that we know of so far. Dryden Hunt has been acquired from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for Redeem Zahorna. And the Flames have made an addition to their back end, acquiring Troy Stetcher from the Arizona Coyotes. Still waiting on return on that deal. And as we've talked about many times... These details continue to fly in past the 1 o'clock mountain trade deadline. Uh, In case you're curious how that happens, told you a few times now, as long as a call has been in to Central Registry ahead of that 1 p.m. deadline, Lou, then the deal can still be consummated. And it's something that happens every single year. The NHL office can only keep up so much. And they've been busy enough the last week going through this. Uh, They most certainly have. um, Even as we've gotten to 1 o'clock here, we've seen uh, a few details come in. Uh, We've seen the Ottawa Senators acquiring Patrick Brown from the Philadelphia Flyers. Austin Watson has been sent from the LA Kings to the Chicago Blackhawks. Dante Fabro gets an extension. With the Nashville Predators. But only for one year. One year at $2.5 million. There was talk about him maybe even reuniting with his former Boston University head coach in David Quinn in San Jose. Which I didn't mind, by the way. I thought that would have been a nice fit for both sides. Fabro, still not... Could still be, I guess. He's still very young. And, but again... That, to me, is even potentially something Nashville could work with in the offseason. It's one year. They haven't made any real commitment to him going forward. So no. while he will remain there this year, and it probably has a lot to do with Barry Trotz getting to learn him even more than he already would. Uh, learning maybe what uh, some teams did or didn't do. The uh, James Van Riemsdyk deal does not get done, Lou. We were teased with this about 10 minutes ahead of deadline time from Friedman and other insiders. They even had quite a breakdown on yes, that, all of it. And that he was set Detroit to join and- Detroit, and that doesn't happen. And Detroit makes quite the interesting move in the meantime. Picking up former Flame, former Oiler, 
Alex Chason, who has been a free agent this year, Lou, he signed on with the Red Wings for the remainder of the season. Which is an interesting note in all of this. Well, again, if you give some people up and you need to replace people, certainly in the interim, what do you want to bring in? You want to bring in, again, good quality veterans who are going to help your kids. Mm -hmm. That's a a big part of the growing process, and I would imagine it certainly is to Steve Iserman and the brass there. So you want to remain competitive. Um, You've made moves to add greatly to your draft capital, especially for this year. You parted with Tyler Bertuzzi, which seemed like it was hanging in the balance until this week when Ottawa took it to Detroit on back-to-back nights. That may have swung that move. Uh, Could not believe. Do you see Dylan Larkin's reaction? Mm -hmm. Crushed. Like, crushed. Like, right to the bottom of your heart, crushed. I'm very emotional about it. We got two big things to get to here. Frank Saravalli has details on the Flames and uh, Coyote swap, Lou. It's not just Troy Stetcher coming to Calgary. Nick Ritchie will join him. Connor Mackey and Brett Ritchie will head the other way. There's a layer I did not see Well, it's funny. One of the things I was going to talk about is when do they find a new home for Connor Mackey? Because he needed a new home, and I'm happy for him. Um, it's been tough sledding. Um, they part with Brett Ritchie, and they part with Brett Ritchie for one reason, Walker Dewar. Yeah. Because they have a younger version and one arguably with more upside at this level. So according to Frank Saravalli of Daily Faceoff, I don't know if this is the final return, but it's expanded from just knowing that Stetcher was coming to Calgary. Troy Stetcher and Nick Ritchie will join the Flames. Connor Mackey and Brett Ritchie are on their way to the Arizona Coyotes. Again, don't know if that's finalized as to all the parts and pieces going into it, but that's uh, the names that we have involved right now. Uh, Lou, tell me what you know about the other Richie brother that's coming from Arizona. Well, again, a lot. Um, member of our world junior team in 2015 that won a gold medal in Montreal and Toronto. He has been an underachiever. It's that simple. Great size. Don't think his physical condition has ever probably been where it's needed to be. Uh, has Daryl Sutter, in a sense, written all over him. He's a big forward who moves pretty well and can be physical when he wants to play physical, but is absolutely battled with inconsistency. And people have tried to unlock it, whether this is a first-round pick going back to his draft year. So there's been upside. Even for a while in Anaheim, it looked like he was going to get over. Boston tried it. Toronto tried it. Arizona has tried it, but the age is correct. The type of player in your bottom six for how this coach wants to go about his business is correct. Can you unlock it to get it to a better place? And to take the next step on Nick Ritchie, Nick Ritchie, not with 
the hockey IQ, not with the great experience, but aren't you going to need somebody in a sense to maybe fill the Milan Lucic role going forward? Potentially, yeah. Well, that's, if you're wondering what kind of player he is, he's that kind of player. The only difference is one guy has had a great career and the other guy has never found it. Mm-hmm. But one guy was probably, well, one guy was drafted higher than the other going originally, I believe. I'd have to look at it. That doesn't, but I, one guy, as in Nick Ritchie, is a first-round pick originally in Anaheim. I know that for certain, and it might have been a top-20 pick. Where was it? Uh, yes, Nick Ritchie was 10th. Uh, 10th overall. Never Anaheim unlocked it. In 14. Big, physical, has battled with his condition. I wouldn't say he's got the world's greatest hockey IQ, but there's lots there. Can Part you of, unlock it? Funny enough, uh... Just a few picks after him, Jacob Vrana. Yes. Also traded today. And again, like seasons, you are not allowed or probably shouldn't. You're allowed to look at things however you want. But all drafts are not created equally. No, they are not. Uh, That sounds like that's the return, Lou. Um, Based on everything we're hearing, the Flames are done. And that will be the deal. The Flames pick up two unrestricted free agents in Stetcher and Ritchie straight up for Mackie and Brett Ritchie. That's uh, it's crazy that those two guys are changing places. First brother-for-brother brother deal we think ever in the NHL. Well, they never get to play against one another because no. one guy is either never out happens. or scratched. So that's never happened since Brett's been in Calgary. I, I wish Brett well. Um, you know, he plays hard. And the Flames have found probably a better version of Brett Ritchie mm-hmm. in Walker Dewar. And mm-hmm. again, I've talked today about, you know, you're building your puzzle piece, not only on your own team, but going forward and analyzing what you have and what you don't. And there's all kinds of reclamation projects. And I would call his younger brother, Nick Ritchie, a reclamation project. I'm just not sure who or what is going to unlock what I believe and have witnessed with my own two eyes is some some untapped potential. But that's on him at this point. Yeah, just looking here, you know, for for Brett Ritchie and Connor Mackey, you know, you know what, you know what, Lou, from the perspective, too, of getting two UFAs for the Calgary Flames, to see what they might be for your organization down the road it's per- and not giving up any draft picks. Perfect. You know what Connor Mackey is. You know what Brett Ritchie is at this point. Yes, you do. You have wasted no capital on it whatsoever. None. And you get a free 20-game look at two guys who could be part of your franchise. And especially in the case of Troy Stetcher. Yes, 100%. You made your defense better for this year. And who knows the organization well, by the way. The exodus of Vancouver talent a couple of years ago included Markstrom, Toffoli, Tanev, etc. He was part of that, and he was a key part of that from a, a friendship standpoint with Chris Tanev and others in that group. He is well-known already in the Calgary Flames locker room. He's very well-known and very well-respected and very well-liked. Very well-liked and is always 
played his tail off. I mean, he's not going to move the needle. He's not a top four guy. He's really, nope. you know, outside of maybe one year, two years in Vancouver. When he no, but we learned last year how important a, a guy in the third pairing could be in Erica Branson, did we not? Yeah. We uh, that's sh- exactly what I sure look did. like here, and I sit there and go, I used to be that guy that says, oh, your, six, your, your six matters. Well, you know what? Here's the other thing, and I don't know exactly how they're going to use him, but where they've really missed Erica Branson is they have not filled his spot in terms of penalty killing. No. And no one wanted to go up against that pairing, and what Eric Goodbranson did was he made Nikita Zadorov better because he was the steady, eddy, reliable, stay within himself, while the other guy still has a tendency, you know, to get into Nikita's world where he's running around and trying to do too much. Now, he's had a good year up until the All-Star break and the mandated CBA break, but it's fallen off. And I give Dennis Gilbert a lot of credit. He's played hard. Last night's the first night where he looked out of place in any game he has played. It was too much. It won't be too much for Troy Stetcher. It won't. And I think it's going to make a difference even in the last 20 games. I really do. Because you have got to solidify that area. There have been too many games, Logan, this year where Ryan Huska late in games gets down to five. That's not good for this team. So if he can come in, be a steady, hardworking self, maybe he can be a good penalty killer. He's been that in the past. He's going to help this team. And he might give a little extra pep in the step to some of his old Vancouver buddies. Because you know what? Anybody right now who walks in that locker room with a smile and makes people feel better about themselves, that might be the most important thing of all that you could do for this team. And it checks that box for sure. Uh, as many of you are wondering as well, Brett is actually the older brother of the two. Nick is his younger brother by two years. Nick is 27 and a left shot. Brett is 29 and is a right shot, Lou. Uh, in 34 games this year, Brett put up eight points for your Calgary Flames. In 58 games for Arizona, Nick has put up 21 points. So you're going to get a little bit more offensive punch. Uh, as of right now, playing in a much more expanded role with Arizona uh, than Brett would have had here in Calgary. Uh, But he is younger. He's a UFA coming up at the end of the year on a deal that saw him getting paid $2.5 million uh, this past year. And uh, so that's the deal. Stetcher and Nick Ritchie, the younger brother of Brett, for Brett and Connor Mackey. And that sounds as though, Lou, uh, like the end of the transactions for the Flames today. Well, it makes sense. makes sense. They didn't give up any draft capital. They didn't unload any key veterans. This was a time, I think, Logan, to push pause unless somebody absolutely knocked their socks off in terms of, you know, some of the players that have been talked about, whether it was Toffoli whether it was even Hannafin a little bit. And the other thing you have to factor in, Logan, we haven't talked about very much, what's going to go on with Oliver Shillington? Because they have absolutely missed 
him and what he brings to the table this year and his skill set and his skating ability. Mm -hmm. Like, would this whole season arguably been different with a healthy and in the right place Oliver Shillington on defense? I think it. I think it would have. Yeah, it's. But it doesn't I, matter. No, it, it, but it, it really does, do- it does in a way. It, it certainly okay, why does, does in a way. Why does it? Well, no because way. I and think, I know I'm going to agree with you. So why does it? Because it's it's how the domino effect works for this team, and going down the list, and then having another training camp for Yusuf Alamaki where it doesn't fit with this coaching staff, and suddenly he is in another organization, and the 10 or 11 guys that we talked about, Lou, suddenly got pegged to seven and eight guys. And you, let's be honest, as great as some of the guys are on this Calgary Flames team at moving the puck and transitioning, that's what Oliver's best at. Yes, and he is. He, he did things that no one else on that Flames blue line can do when it came to quick transitions out of his zone, his skating ability up the ice with the puck. Those are very important right. things to have. And I think it has made a difference on this team. And I think that it started a, a a trend for this team that, look, all of a sudden the worst case scenario started coming true. And you said, there, said, oh, it's great to have 10 guys. Yeah, it's great to have 10 guys that you can quote unquote lean on until you're using that 10th guy. And all of a sudden you go, holy crap, I'm using the 10th guy in my depth chart. And it looks like he's the 10th guy in the depth chart. And that's not a shot at that guy. There's a reason he's 10 on the depth chart. I understand that. But all of a sudden, you get start. Can you using some of those guys? Can I break it down in one sentence? Please. And I agree with you. This team this year and in its organization has five NHL defensemen. Yes, five. That's it at this point. That's that's not enough. Five. Now I'm not saying that if certain people were here or certain people were handled differently, but that doesn't matter. You have to work. With what you have. And even in the case of Yusuf Valimaki, Daryl Sutter did not see value. And Yusuf Valimaki is a very sensitive, caring guy. It doesn't fit. If you're a sensitive guy, you're not likely going to fit with Daryl Sutter. I'm sorry, you're just not. It's not how he approaches things. It's not him. So that didn't work. And then other guys... Didn't fit. If I asked Daryl Sutter right now, he'd probably say to me, with Stetcher, it's the first time this year he's had six NHL defensemen. And and that and I don't want to take anything away from Michael Stone, but Michael Stone at this point of his career is a great seven. Mm-hmm. So they had six. Yeah. So I should rephrase that. They had six. Uh-huh. Right now they only have five because Michael's hurt. That's tough. Uh, away from the flames, I told you these things happen after. This 1 is o'clock. always the most interesting hour of the day. Right. You could almost really just start on the air in you, this you probably hour. Could. Yep. Um, I, I told you to stay tuned. You were going to stay tuned because there's flames news, but there's lots else. Uh, didn't hear a word about him really all day, and then it gets done. Uh, Lou John Klingberg is on the move. Where to? Minnesota. John Klingberg to Minnesota. Boy, that's great news for the Flames, too, with two upcoming games. Listen, it, it just it hasn't worked for him. Um, 
It wasn't working by the end in Dallas. I think he needs a change, and this is going to be a big even 20 games and maybe into the playoffs for John Klingberg. Who are you? What are you? And what is your value? But he's been a good player in this league for a pretty considerable time. He has not been a very good player this year in Arizona. He bet on himself big time in the offseason, and it didn't work out for him. No, he got and he's got a chance to pick some of that value up here with Minnesota he and the push to the playoffs. And by the way, are the, we going to hear something about Matt Dumba now before? I don't know. Before the hour is up, Ducks retain half of the salary on Klingberg. Luke, the return, a fourth in twenty twenty five, and Andre Schuster. That that's all it took to get John Klingberg at the end of the day. Well, they're pro scouts, and Bill Guerin obviously have seen enough that they need that element, and so that's why immediately I went to Matt Dumba. Now, they're different. Matt's a different player, more truculent. Um, You know, Klingberg can run a power play. So we'll see what they do. We've got to take a break, but our trade deadline coverage continues. The Calgary Flames with two moves today. We will continue to dive into them and continue to dive into uh, all news post-trade deadline Uh, As the news continues to trickle in, we're also planning to hear from the GM of the Calgary Flames this afternoon, tentatively scheduled for around 2 o'clock, but uh, give us some leeway on that as those things can only change. uh, It can always change timing and and how things work, but as we effort to get him live, uh, we will do everything in our power to bring that to you as soon as it happens uh, from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome this afternoon. He is Peter Labardius. I'm Logan Gordon. Uh, Thanks for tuning in on our trade deadline coverage. We'll be back around the corner here. Uh, with more here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Sportsnet 960, The Fan's trade deadline coverage continues on this Friday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in. It's Logan Gordon and Peter Labardius along with you, the voice of the Calgary Flames along with us uh, for two hours today. All of the shows will be up on podcast shortly. It's been a very busy day, including a couple moves For the Calgary Flames, in case you've missed it, uh, an AHL transaction with the Flames and the Toronto Maple Leafs that sees um, Dryden Hunt become a member of the Flames organization in exchange for Redeem Zahorna. And then uh, what at first was just a Troy Stetcher acquisition to the Calgary Flames has evolved and uh, turned into a four-player swap to Calgary, Nick Ritchie, and Troy Stetcher, both pending UFAs at the end of the season. To Arizona, Connor Mackey, and older brother, Brett Ritchie. So we've got uh, two Well, that's, that's the real transaction of the day for Calgary. Yes. It's the one um, that checks a lot of boxes for me, starting with Stetcher. Um, I think as a right-handed veteran guy, who even showed last year that he's a good performer. And when you perform well against the Edmonton Oilers in a playoff series on defense, that means a lot to me because I know who you're checking a lot of the time that you're out there. And especially with Michael Stone down, they needed somebody to solidify them on defense. They don't have really any right-handed true, in my opinion, prospects on defense yet in their system that could change in this draft, but the guys I like the best for Calgary, 
with the Wranglers and on their way up on defense are all left-handed. So I really, really like that move. And as far as Nick Ritchie is concerned, it's really about trying to be a team that can unlock the potential that he has yet defined as a 10th overall pick in 2013. And, you know, a world junior gold medalist in 2015 and Logan, a player at times, especially in his early days in Anaheim, that looked like he had a chance to be, you know, even a big-time power forward in some of his early years with the Ducks. It just his consistency, and, and I think a big part of it, and it's not going to be okay here with how Daryl looks at things, I'm not sure he's ever been in the right hockey shape at this level. One uh, aspect that I'm very curious to ask you about, Lou, mm-hmm. uh, that we haven't talked about yet in regards to these deals, uh, is a fresh start for one Connor Mackey heading to Arizona. Well, I'm delighted for him. Me too. Um, you know, if you've ever spent even five minutes with him, you, you really like this young man. He's 26. He's a really great human being, he, first and foremost. Well, I mean, he, he sure seems to be. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed him. I think he's handled himself with great class and the difference for someone like Connor is he arrived in pro hockey late after you know four years and was 24 years of age really when he got his first look see he has some real good tools he's a great skater um he can play physical but Logan he doesn't know what he is yet at this level and he did not make the most of his 10 or 11 appearances this year I'd like to say it different, but he didn't. And so now he has a new chance. I think he's really going to enjoy Andre Tournier. Uh, I'm a big fan of Andre's. I think he's done a whale of a job under the circumstances. Um, he has great relationships with young players. That's who and what he has dealt with for the majority of his career and high level You know, he's been a member of our world junior staff, including the head coach in 2021. He was part of the world championship staff this past year. So I'm a big fan, and I think he's a really great, what I would call modern day, can be hard and fair, but knows that he has to reach individuals and he has to do it differently with different people. And Connor joins uh, a very young group in Arizona right now, Lou. We know Yusuf Alamaki's there. Um, Troy Stetcher was the one of the elder statemen there with uh, Patrick Nemeth. Uh, now the group gets incredibly even younger, mm-hmm. and more of that experience that you just talked about will be important from the head coach because it's a young group there now. And, um, you know, they have a couple pieces in the organization that are interesting and will you know, see if they can come up and be impact makers. But it's, you know, part of this process for Arizona is, you know, they, they're they really going down to the studs with this one. And, you know, I, I like for them, I, I like it in the same vein that I liked them picking up Yusuf Alamaki on waivers and exactly why I thought they would do it. Why not? Tell me why not. Why not if you were Arizona, right. if you've seen something in Connor Mackey's game and you think, hey, I think we're in a position to give him 20 straight games to play out the rest of the regular season, and I think that's the difference that he's going to make, and that's the difference that he's going to need to take that next step in the NHL. Calgary can't give that to him. No. Arizona 
can give that to him. And if that's the difference, Arizona lost nothing for a chance to go out and get it. And it's exactly why I like them going out and getting Yusuf Alamaki. The I exact like, same thing. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And there's ability for both guys. There's absolutely no question about that. And you have to have the right organization. You have to have the right opportunity. And you have to have the right mix of people who believe in you. Because when we don't have people, I don't care how old you are, when we don't believe like we make a difference or the our bosses think we're any good, you're not going to be any good. You're just not. I'm sorry. And when you're 20 years old um, and the modern-day athlete, to me, that goes up about three notches. So I love it for Connor because one way or another, he'll play 15 to 20 games, I'm going to guess there. He'll have a better feel for who and what he is at the NHL level because you know what? Right now, no one knows. And until he gets a true idea, he's not going to prosper either. And uh, just the last note on the Arizona Coyotes, uh, as Bill Armstrong finishes business today, Lou, they moved out every single pending UFA that they had ahead of the trade deadline. Well done. Not gives, a single one remains. Gives them more flexibility. I, I I don't really know what to think about Bill Armstrong yet as a GM. I probably should never even utter that, um, but I talked to lots of people in the game. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But I will say this. You know, he comes from a great organization. I think Doug Armstrong is truly one of the best general managers in all of hockey. Uh, That's who he learned under. And the only way to do it, Logan, is you have to recognize, take a young core and build with the core and build it growing together. And that's at least what Arizona is going to try to do. And they're going to get another high-end pick. You know, you think about Dylan Gunther, who saw lots of time with them. Like, there's Clayton Keller is a terrific player. They've got some pieces. They got a long way to go, but Connor Geeky. Con you know, they've got they've got pieces there. Lot lot more questions yet than answers, but you have to identify who your young core group is, surround them each and every year with some good veterans, and let those seven or eight guys grow together. That's how it that's how you get there. Do you have the patience and do you recognize and build with the right people? I've heard this about the Arizona Coyotes now after what they've done this season. Lou, and I'm curious as someone that's as dialed in on, you know, the draft and prospects as you are. They've got 19 picks over the next three drafts in the first three rounds. And the one thing I've heard from a couple people now is whether they wanted to or not, you can't draft that many people in that in that short of a span. You can, you, you, but you don't have to use all of them. And, and that's exactly where it came to was the next move for Bill Armstrong will be how do you use some of those to go out and add other pieces to you outside of the draft? Because you're right, the first overall, the first round picks, I'm sure some of the second round picks too will be interesting, but how you use that massive bounty of picks that you have now in other ways 
to add pieces to your future will be interesting to see with this group as well. So the way I look at it is this. How many first-round picks do they have this year? Two. Uh, two. Okay. You're going to get good players, and you might get Connor Bedard. And if you land him, that's that's an organization changer. Those guys don't come along very often. So it's different. This is a high-end draft in terms of what I think, and I've watched a lot of this group as far as forwards are concerned. I'm not in love with the group on defense as much, but there are good players there too. So I would use in the next two years, like I would not want to give up a top three round pick this year. I would not because I think it's, it's good and it's deep. And I think there's lots of, to me, a good draft pick is somebody who plays at least three or 400 games in the national hockey league. So you have, Lots of assets, though, Logan, to go, okay, maybe I can throw this pick in to get another 25 or 26-year-old to support the core group. So you have two years, in my opinion, in Arizona to draft really well, and then between who you have drafted already and those guys, who's your core seven or eight guys? And now I've got other assets and picks. Because it can't be an ongoing process either. Mm. Or you never get anywhere. No. You're just stuck. And in that's the, middle. the scary part about stripping it right down to, you know, the studs. Yep. But understanding who your hockey studs are and building, surrounding, supporting them to allow them to grow. To when they all kind of arrive in that 27 to 30-year-old window, that's when you're getting somewhere. We have two pieces of business left to get with you uh, here, Lou. We are expecting to hear from the general manager of the Calgary Flames shortly after 2 o'clock. Uh, but it's a Friday, and whenever you and me are together on a Friday, True. Uh, it means it's time for another edition of What Does Lou Say? And Yum. of course, uh, it's brought to you by our good friends at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. You want to get to Roos Chris. You want to enjoy everything that they have to offer. And we offer you a chance every single week to win a $200 gift card to go see them and a pair of lower bowl tickets to an upcoming Flames And all Flames you have to game. do is ask a question that I might be in a position. that Like, that doesn't seem that hard. For nope. Her. We got a tweet yesterday from one of our recent winners enjoying the Flames and the Maple Leafs. And uh, great to see some smiles on faces in the stands. And we love that. And we hope that that uh, continues. Uh, what does Lou say is brought to you by our friends at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Now open Tuesday to Sunday at 5 p.m. The perfect place to indulge before the game. Enjoy prime steak, broiled to perfection, and serve sizzling on a 500-degree plate. Our question today, Lou, comes from Jeremy. He's won that $200 gift card and a pair of Laurel tickets to tomorrow's game between the Flames and the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Lou, it's been great having the Wranglers play here in Calgary. What do you see as some of the synergies and benefits that the Flames and Wranglers are getting from this move to Calgary? And do you see it being a long-term fit? I do see it being a long-term fit, even if it's not going to be a huge moneymaker. I think there's some great advantages to having your prospects very close in terms of call-ups. But more importantly, it just has more key eyeballs on key people more often. And there's also an opportunity, Jeremy, for more synergy 
while I don't think, and I know, in fact, the two coaching staffs don't necessarily mix and mingle all the time because they're both groups are very busy and trying to win games and are in a different position. But I think one of the more underrated coaches is Mitch Love. And Mitch Love is a heck of a coach. And I think he's going to be an NHL head coach at some point someday. I don't know if it's going to be here, but he's been successful everywhere he has been, including in his first couple of years here. So your coaching staffs, they are not far away from one another to reemphasize the direction, how they want people to play. I like it a lot. I, I like it a lot. I, I think it's a great added bonus. And you know what's going to be fascinating, Logan? They have a chance to go on a real long run. Even from a business perspective, they might end up being the only game in town here come late April. And that will be highly beneficial. And more people will get exposed to what is a very good product. A very good product. And you will get a chance, even with your own eyes, to even say to yourself, well, I think Jeremy Poirier can play, or I think Jan Kuznetsov. Um, You know, Jacob Pelche is going to get more time at that level if things don't work out a little better for Calgary. So lots to like. I think it's really important. And yes, I do think it's a long-term fit. Jeremy, you've won that $200 gift card to Roos Chris Steakhouse and a pair of Laurel Ball tickets to see the Flames and Wild on Saturday. Uh, you could be our next winner. Just head to sportsnet.ca slash 960. Go to the contest tab. Go to What Does Lou Say? Enter a question that Peter might want to answer on a Friday. And if we pick your question, you could be our next winner. Thank you so much to our friends at Roos Chris Steakhouse for putting on What Does Lou Say? We are excited to hear from the general manager of the Calgary Flames coming up. Uh, in just moments after the 2 o'clock hour starts. But before we get there, Lou, uh, Pat likes to do this with you at the end of every Flames post-game, and I'll do it with you uh, myself today. Some final thoughts from the color voice on the Calgary Flames on the day that was for the Calgary Flames and this trade deadline as a whole that you've seen. Well, I really liked what happened today because I think it's a very emotional time in Calgary. It's been a very frustrating disappointing year everybody's searching for answers so I don't think you make any big moves or any decisions on anything or anyone until you're in a better state to know where you want to go as an organization and I as long as the GM and lots of the staff do not have new deals Logan how can you really know what the direction is going forward You you can't. So why would I, as an organization, make any big decisions when I don't even necessarily know what my management team is going to look like going forward? I'm not doing it. And the other part is I'm not doing it because this to me very much is a year where so many things that should have worked didn't. How come? And is that going to be a one-year thing? Or is it bigger than that? There's just too many good players here, Logan, right now who have not played anywhere near up to their capabilities. I don't see that happening very much longer. I don't think it's going to get fixed this year, necessarily, 
but I don't see this lack of saves. I don't see this lack of goals with the current group. So they added to their defense today, and that's something you know on this show I've been calling for for a long time. It was a bigger priority for me than a forward was, even though they have absolutely had trouble scoring goals. But I wanted that area solidified, and with Stetcher, I think it is solidified. I do. And we don't know what's happening with Oliver Shillington either, and that's a big piece. Mm -hmm. So they didn't give up any picks. They didn't make any rash decisions on whether it was a Lindholm who's been mentioned, a Backland who's been mentioned, a Toffoli who's been mentioned. Now, I don't know about the prices, and only the people truly involved know what might have been out there for some of those people. I just think sometimes you have to push pause instead of being really mad and really angry and giving up on the whole thing. So that's how I feel about what has happened. Uh, Lou, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, the right two hours have uh, so absolutely much. flown by. Yeah, they have. Um, good company, good uh, topics to get into. Thanks for uh, for joining us as part of our trade deadline coverage today, pal. Uh, we will hear you back on the pregame show tomorrow, uh, maybe with some new faces in the lineup for this Calgary team. Well, I don't Flames think there's team. hopefully any question yeah. about that, depending on visa or travel. Yeah, there's or, always that. that yeah, there's sort of, always that. But both you, are Canadian citizens, so we're, we're hopeful that that's going to be uh, a quick turnaround for both of them. You never know, though, so we'll keep it uh, locked on there. But the next time uh, you will hear Lou's voice, we'll be part of Flames uh, warm-up uh, Saturday evening with uh, with Pat. Thanks again, pal. Yeah, I'm racing to Great Plains Arena. I got two junior prospect hockey league games to call today enjoy your night safe travels hey thanks for all your help thank you and uh keep keep these nice kids going eh yes they're good group. they obviously already look up to you so you're doing wow. you're doing well, that would be right a poor that here. would be a poor decision like if, if, that's you, what they were if doing. you can get taylor on board yeah you're a winner that's true okay i mean i only look up to logan because he's taller than me that's fair that's that's Brutal. a good that's a good piece she's of advice got some, actually she's got she's some, some bite eh? she does that's the best part about her she's fascinating yeah. she really is Good her, her and I, I need to, well, she probably doesn't need to spend more time no, with me. No, and she doesn't want to no, either. No, Based I know. on everything I know, she doesn't want to. But uh, maybe she should. Maybe. And maybe I have something to learn, too. I learned a lot today in one phrase, which you're going to hear more <laughs> of on this show. Bye, everybody. Pete Labardi is the color voice of the Calgary Flames, kind enough uh, to give us two hours of his time this afternoon on our trade deadline coverage. Uh, always enjoy our chats with Lou. Another edition of What Does Lou Say mixed in there as well. Uh, like I said, he'll be back on Flames warm-up with Pat Steinberg on Saturday when the Flames gets it to take on the Minnesota Wild. And then he'll kick off Sportsnet today on Monday with me uh, as we uh, dive into what's happened on the weekend across the NHL. But for now, we have to take a break. we got to get out of here. On the other side, I've got you for the next hour, including a live check-in with the GM of the Calgary Flames talking about all things that happened with his group at the trade deadline that's coming up next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.